Welcome to The Truth About Taxes and Retirement. This podcast is brought to you by SavingYouTaxes.com and hosted by J. Barry Watts. As an advanced tax strategist and enrolled agent federally licensed by the IRS, Barry is uniquely qualified to go deeper into the Internal Revenue Code than most accountants. He understands and interprets its provisions explaining how they'll help you reduce income taxes you owe so you can direct that previously wasted tax money into tax-free accounts that you can enjoy in your retirement years. Now, on today's episode... Hello, you're listening to The Truth About Taxes and Retirement. I'm producer and co-host Patrice Sikora, along with our host, retirement designer and tax strategist, the founder of Wealthcare Corporation, J. Barry Watts. Barry, what's in store for today? Well, you never know what's in store, Patrice, because you don't know what's going to come up next. You know, I had a, a great week planned and it got derailed by the big C. Boy, you sound rough around the edges, my friend. Well, actually, I should cha- I should change that. It wasn't the big C; it was the little C, I guess, or the medium sized C. I guess the big C is cancer. Yeah. I didn't get derailed by that, but I did get derailed by COVID. Wow! And uh, it came upon me, oh. and uh, fortunately, it wasn't anything like you hear a lot of people dealing with. But uh, I'm on the back end of it, and that's why my voice sounds a little cranky, like it does today. I think you've just been singing too much. I'll leave that. I've got that. I've got that cigarette smoking sound, don't I? Do, you do. <laughs> it's for a guy who doesn't smoke any cigs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. So I'm recovering from COVID. My wife's still in recovery, oh. and uh, for us, it was uh, uh, about 18 bad hours for me, uh, like achy, fluey kind of stuff. And then mostly just really tired. Uh, they put me on Paxlovid, I believe they call right. it, which yeah. is, yeah. they'll give you that if you if you meet some criteria and I met the criteria. So uh, not a really big deal. You'd just think it was the flu if you didn't know any better. But of course, everybody says COVID and we all run sideways and get scared because we don't know quite what that is. So Kelly anyway, that's too. why I'm- Kelly got it too? Digging. Kelly just came down with it. Yeah, just last night in the middle of the night, she mm-hmm. was up and batting about. And for her so far, she just sent me a text for her. It's just a- I just kind of crud in her crud in her throat kind of deal. She said if she didn't have that, she'd feel fine. So uh, we're vaccinated. I don't know if the vaccine helped or if the Paxlovid helped or if it's just a light variety uh, or if it's all of the above. But we're grateful to be upright and taking nourishment because that gives us the energy to celebrate this month. Do you know what month this is, Patrice? Mm, September. It's Life Insurance Awareness Month. Isn't that exciting? Oh, so exciting with the way you sound, but it's better than Death Insurance Awareness Month, right? <laughs> well, a guy like me ought to be insured, and I am. <laughs> and Kelly was looking at those numbers just yesterday, <laughs> and we're having a great time, and my phone went off in the middle of it, and it's my doctor calling. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, okay. We're going to tell her not to call anymore, and I'm going to set my phone where it doesn't ring again. How about that? <laughs> so, you know, hope, hope, hopefully she's not calling with news that I didn't know about. <laughs> it's all coming uh, together, know, Barry. You've got 24 hours to live, and I was supposed to call you yesterday. So quick, let's get this podcast done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it's Life it, Insurance Awareness Month. 
And it's better than death insurance awareness month. <laughs> That's right. I don't think they celebrate death insurance awareness month, uh, but uh, in our practice, we love life insurance. We hate death insurance. Actually, that's not true. There's a place for death insurance, but the important thing is that you understand uh, the difference between the two, because there are people who really appreciate death insurance. Uh, and those are the folks who've had a family member die mm-hmm. and leave them without the financial resources they need. In fact, I had a, a, a client in just a couple of weeks ago who is, um, oh, he's mid forties and uh, he's really successful. He's got a, uh, he's got a great business. He's a professional doing well. He's got uh, two or three kids at home. I think three, if I recall, wife's at home. And uh, he's bringing home the bacon, you know, and uh, he had a million dollars worth of insurance, but he's got, when we ran the analysis for him, he needed actually like $12 million worth of death benefit. And um, you you can argue about that number, but the point is it's a lot more than a million. And so people just don't know they aren't paying attention and they don't pay attention until somebody dies. And in his case, his uh, wife would have basically been out of money by the time she got the kids raised. She would have had to go back to work. So she wouldn't have been home taking care of the family in a time when their life has been so uprooted because of the death of their daddy. And so one of the first things we did with them is we said, hey, we'll talk about investments. Before we get to investments, why don't we talk about insurance? Because we need to be sure that mama and the kids are taken care of. So so that's what we do in sitting down with someone and helping them understand how to plan for retirement. Sometimes it's like, well, before we even get to retirement, let's talk about Uh, being sure your family's protected in case you're not here long enough to retire. So to celebrate this month, Patrice, here's what I want to do. I want to offer a free copy of my book, Abundant Retirement. It's pages and pages and pages of riveting reading because I wrote it, of course, riveting reading about how to build a larger retirement than you ever dreamed. And a part of that retirement often includes life insurance. So I want to offer a free copy of the book. To any listener who'd like to receive it, all you have to do is text the word book. That's all you got to do. Just text the word book to 417-882-1726. That's 417-882-1726. And if you'll text the word book, B-O-O-K, we'll mail you a free copy of my book, Abundant Retirement. All right. One more time. You text book, B-O-O-K, to 417 417- Eight eight two one seven two six, and you will mail them a copy of your book, Abundant Retirement. Steal we absolutely will do that. It is kind of a steal of a deal today, only because I'm working with COVID brain, so I'm feeling generous, you know. <laughs> keep it up. Keep going. Keep going then. So, all right. If I'm on short short time because the doctor was calling there and he was calling, let me know I only had 24 hours to live. Well, then maybe, just maybe... <laughs> We could tell her to text 417-882-1726. That would be true. Actually, actually, just so you know, she did text me and I didn't call her back. I didn't respond to her text, so that's why she's calling me. But that's another topic. So, uh, all right, we're going to talk about life insurance. Are you ready? Go. First thing you got to know, there are two types of life insurance. There is temporary life insurance and there is permanent life insurance. And one of them is for dying and one of them is for living. Now, temporary life insurance is life insurance that we use to cover your expenses for just a certain period of time. For example, my friend I was telling you about who had the kids at home and the wife at home, and and he hasn't worked long enough and built up enough nest egg that his family will be okay if he should die. So we need, if he should die, we need to drop a nest egg on them. And the only way you can create a nest egg out of thin air is through a form of life insurance. So we use temporary insurance on that. It's sometimes called term insurance. Now, 
it's for a term, you know, 20 years or 30 years or whatever it is. And if he's got young kids at home who are five, six, seven years old, well, he needs at least 20 year insurance, maybe 30 year mm-hmm. in order to be sure that the kids are grown, raised out of the house, bills are paid, the education's done. And he also needs to have created a nest egg for his wife that can be growing so that she'll have money to retire on. So temporary insurance or term insurance just pays a death benefit for a period of years, and then it's done and it's over. Whereas permanent insurance pays a death benefit all the way until you die, whether that's 100 years old or 120 years old or whatever it happens to be. And it has an internal cash value that builds up on the inside. So which one is best? Depends on what you're trying to do. If you're just trying to protect the family for a period of time, Well, then temporary insurance works very well for that. And I have personally some temporary insurance that mine mine expires, by the way, in 2031. And in 2031, I'll be what, 68 years old? Yeah, I think that's right. So I've got temporary insurance that runs all the way to 68. But I've got permanent insurance that runs all the way to 108 if I should live that long. And so I think, well, (laughs) great question, because if you're trying to get more death benefit, but no living benefits of any type, so you're just interested in the death insurance, but you don't need the the life insurance, well, then we just get the temporary insurance for that. And that usually comes in a larger block, more death benefit, but that's the only benefit, death benefit. Mm-hmm. But life insurance, as opposed to death insurance, life insurance not only has a death insurance component, but it also has benefits for long-term care, benefits that you can just take income out of it and spend them however you may want to. And so that's why we might order a blend of those two. And uh, what I really value is not my death insurance because I don't intend to use it, famous last words. I don't intend to use my death insurance. Especially not now, not, not today. No, not today. Yeah, not today. So doctor, don't call. Um, so, not going to use my death insurance, but I do plan to use my life insurance. In fact, just yesterday, I was sitting with Kelly because I was home from work because, you know, I've got COVID. <laughs> today's, <laughs> today's the day that I'm officially off the quarantine so I can come back out into the public. But I don't think you can catch it over the airwaves, Patrice. So I think you're going to be safe. I think all of our listeners are going to be safe. I don't know if you can, if you can. Uh, well, don't uh, breathe on us. Uh, can, just don't breathe on us. Okay. Uh, I'll try. Oh, no, no, that. I said don't do that. <laughs> you know, we need to decide if we're having a podcast about a serious topic if we're just doing comedy. <laughs> I'd rather do the comedy. It hasn't been too much fun at my house lately. So just yesterday, I was talking to Kel, and we were sitting down going through our own personal finances, which we never have time to do because I'm always in everybody else's finances. You know, the cobbler's kids have no shoes. And so I finally had time at home with nothing going on, no work to do. And I could sit down and look at our stuff. And one of the things that we looked at was the life insurance that we have and and the death insurance that we have. And we talked about the benefits of each of those and how they fit for us. And so, so you know, I was doing my own life insurance review yesterday, as you ought to do if you haven't been careful to do. And my friend who I was telling you about a moment ago, who with the kids at home, well, you know, he admitted to me, he said, you know, we just bought that one insurance policy years ago. And he said, we had just been busy growing a business. I just hadn't paid any attention to it. Well, guess what? I'm here to tell you to pay attention. Pay attention, shoppers. In aisle three. Go rogue on that a little bit. Um, uh, the, the point is somebody needs to bring it up, and that's the purpose of our podcast, to bring this up. Now, one of the great benefits of life insurance is that it's tax-free. So let's talk about what that means. There's a section of the Internal Revenue Code called Section 7702. You don't need to know that, but 
I'm just telling you it's there so you think I'm smart because I happen to know it. Section 7702 is the section that tells everything about uh, life insurance. And what it says is that life insurance proceeds are tax-free in the event of death. So if you put money into a life insurance policy, it's got a million dollars worth of death benefit. You fall over dead. Your family gets that million dollars, no taxes due on it whatsoever. But here's the other thing about life insurance. Yes, student in the back of the room with her hand raised. How can I help you? Uh, in the event of death, uh, what if you take a loan out on it? Oh, well, we haven't gotten to that part yet. Oh, sorry. But thanks for asking. You did really good. We're, we'll give you an A for the class. Okay. So <laughs> it's tax-free if you die. But if you took a loan out, because I've taken loans on my permanent insurance policy, my life insurance policy, I've taken loans and paid them back because sometimes I need extra money for something and I don't have the money at that moment. I don't have the cash flow at that moment. So I just reach into my life insurance policy and suck out $100,000 and I go spend it wherever I need to spend it. And then I've got all the time I want to pay that back, but I do pay it back. That's a very important criteria. And when you pay it back, well, then there's no tax due on that. In fact, you can take income out of a life insurance policy. I'll be telling you about mine in just a moment. Income out of a life insurance policy, it's tax-free. Or if you happen to use your death benefit while you're living, I said, if you happen to use uh, your death benefit while you're living. I'm just thinking it's the COVID talking. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you in just a moment about how you can use death benefit while you're living. But if you use that to pay for long-term care or something like that, it's tax-free as well. So borrowing is tax-free, withdrawing is tax-free, dying is tax-free. So one of the great benefits of life insurance that it's unexplored and that people don't understand is that the money that life insurance creates and the money that comes out of life insurance all comes out tax-free. Now, let's talk about how we pay for long-term care using life insurance, something we call accelerated death benefits, ADB. Permanent life insurance policies, these are life insurance, not death insurance. Mm -hmm. Those policies have provisions, or they can have, and I believe should have, the ones that we place, have provisions that allow you to take the death benefit while you're still living and use that death benefit to pay for end-of-life kinds of expenses. For example, let's say that you uh, live a long life, but then you get sick right at the end and you have to go into long-term care. Well, how's your family going to pay for that? Well, you've saved up all this money, uh, but what if it takes all that money to pay for your long-term care and then there's nothing left for your spouse? Oh, we need to have a plan. And the plan is instead, let's use the death benefit that our family would normally receive after we've died. Let's use it in advance of dying accelerating the death benefit, bringing it to you earlier. Let's use it in advance of dying to pay for the costs of your long-term care. And insurance companies have gotten on board with that because they realize they're going to pay one way or another, whether you, whether you die, well, when you die, they're going to have to pay. And so they realize that families are having all this financial struggle to pay for these end-of-life illnesses. Why don't we just give them the money in advance? So there's some criteria you have to meet, but it's not arduous. Uh, you just have to have uh, two of the activities of daily living you can't do. Do you know what the activities of the daily living are, Patrice? Oh, dear. I think it's probably drinking, cutting your meat, driving the cart. No, I, do, I, I don't remember exactly. <laughs> okay, well. All right, so let me tell you about it. What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? You get out of bed. That's called ambulation, ambulation, the ability to move about. So can you move about on your own or do you need help? What's the second thing you do when you get out of bed? 
you go to the bathroom. So can you go to the bathroom on your own or do you need help? What's the next thing you do after you go to the bathroom? You take a shower usually. Can you take a shower on your own or do you need help? Those are the first three. And there are six activities of daily living that are like that. Eating is one of them. Taking your meds is one of them. Dressing is one of those. Uh, mental cognition is one of those. And so if you fail the test on any two of the six, well, then that triggers the acceleration of benefits and the insurance company just writes you a check. Now, it's not like that long-term care insurance where you have to sit, pay the bill and then send in and ask for reimbursement. No, 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 no. The insurance company just automatically sends you a portion of your life insurance death benefit then immediately, and you can spend it on whatever kind of expenses you incur, whether they're in a facility or whether they are in your home. And that is one of the great benefits of life insurance instead of death insurance, because you get to use it while you're still living. How do you like them apples? I think that sounds great. And for that, I would call it life insurance. Well, that's the real point. Yeah. You know, people hate insurance. Can we just be honest here? People hate insurance. And there have already been people who've turned this podcast off because they heard the topic was insurance. And so they said, no, thanks. And they punched it off. Well, the sad part is they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what we're talking about because there is death insurance. There is life insurance. And I understand that you hate your insurance company. And the reason people hate their insurance company is usually because they paid all that money in all those years and they never get to see anything for it. But life insurance allows you to see something not only if you die, but something if you live. If you live sick, you can see it in the form of long-term care benefits that are accelerated to you. But you can also see it in the form of income, just tax-free income that you take to live and enjoy your life. And in just a moment, I'm going to tell you about how my policy personally is set up to accomplish that. But I think the first thing we probably ought to pause and mention is how does your money grow inside of a life insurance policy? How do you grow tax-free money inside of a life insurance policy? So here's the way it works. When you give your money to an insurance company and uh, whether you're giving it to them to purchase an annuity, just an investment type account, or whether you're giving it to them to purchase life insurance, if it's a permanent life insurance policy, it has a, a an account attached to the life insurance that builds up cash value. And how that cash value grows can be one of several different ways, but the two predominant ways are these. Number one, it can be a fixed rate. Now, that's kind of like a CD down at the bank. They just say, well, for this year, we're going to pay you 2% or 3% or whatever on that account as it grows. But you can also change those accounts and set those accounts so that they are actually invested in something that tracks the S&P 500 or a similar stock market index. And as a result, you might see results that are much greater. Uh, so for example, in my own policy that I own, my permanent life insurance policy instead of my temporary one, um, I, I won't get my statement on it until next month, so I'll know what my latest year's earnings have been. But in the previous year's earnings, I had, I've got several different accounts in it, but they earned anywhere from like six and a half to 12%. And yeah. that's in an insurance right. policy tax-free. So that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, mm -hmm. there's no guarantee that your returns will be that. Your returns may be different because your policy may be different. The time your investor will be different. But the point is, that is my experience. And that's the experience of other people. That is in general kind of the way it works. There are times where you get double digit returns, but you know what the worst return you can get in a life insurance policy is, Patrice? Zero. Zero. The worst thing could happen is when the stock market's going down 20 or 30 or 50% and you get a zero and that makes you a winner. We like to say zero is your hero. 
And so in a negative market, you just get a zero for that year. You don't get a negative number for that year. So you don't have to dig out of the hole. And that's really, really important. Now we're going to talk about income. Are you ready? Because taking income is one of the great benefits of life insurance. So income from life insurance is going to be what, Patrice? I've already told you. Tax-free. It's going to be tax-free. That's exactly right. Borrowing is going to be tax-free if you happen to borrow out of your policy. Let me just unpack this a little bit and talk to you about why it can be tax-free. So if you've put money into a life insurance policy over the years and you start taking money out of it, the first dollar you take out is considered to be a dollar that you put in. So FIFO is the accounting method. If you went to accounting school, you would want to know that. FIFO, F-I-F-O, first in, first out. So you've put in, let's say you had a policy that you'd put in $10,000. Well, the first $10,000 that you take out is just return of your investment, so to speak, return of your principal. So there's no tax due on that. You would only have to pay tax on the growth after that, what you took out that was growth. Well, so that's why we don't take out our own money. You know what we do instead? Instead, we say, hey, insurance company, since you've got a bunch of my money, would you mind just holding my money in my account? And would you loan me some of your money? And the insurance company says, well, of course we would loan you some money because oh, we've got security. We've got all of your money. So the insurance company agrees to loan us some of their money. Now, now of course, when they do that, they charge an interest rate. But guess what? <laughs> You remember I told you how my policy was performing earlier? Those numbers I quoted to you are a greater rate. I'm, I'm earning more on my money in my account than they're charging me to borrow their money. So I'm using their money and still profiting on my money while I'm doing that. Now, there's no guarantee that that happens. But in the situation that I just quoted to you, that that, that would happen. And so you just have to understand how this works and, and how it all flows together. Now, my personal policy that I... Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you about it. First of all, I want, you, I want you to understand, Patrice, why I talk about this. <clears throat> At the Wealth Care Corporation, we eat our own cooking. You know, it's one thing to say uh, uh, it would be good for you if you would do this, but then you find out I'm doing something totally different. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you own an investment, I probably own the investment. That's not 100% always true, but it's almost always true. If you own a life insurance policy, I probably own a life insurance policy. I own two kinds of policies we place. Those are death insurance and life insurance. I got both of them. And so I have special accounts set aside that the people in my office manage uh, that are stock market kind of accounts. And the way they manage them is exactly like they're managed for our clients because I want to be monitoring with my own money the performance on those accounts and making sure how it happens. So at the Wealthcare Corporation, at Wealthcare Asset Management, Management LLC, our investment advisory firm, we eat our own cooking. So that's the first thing you need to know. So when I talk to you about these kinds of life insurance and death insurance policies, I got them. Second thing is I want you to know, I'm going to share with you some numbers in a moment, and some people are uncomfortable with that. I want you to know why I share these numbers with you. The important things in life, it seems like nobody ever talks to us about. They just make us figure it out. Mm. And so nobody ever talks first about money. So nobody knows how much money somebody else makes. Nobody knows how much money somebody else has. Nobody knows how much money somebody else spends. And so you're left to your own devices to figure it out without any reference points to say, this is how people normally do it. And so it's kind of funny because when I get with people alone, one of the questions they always ask is, so how am I doing compared to everybody else? Yeah. Because nobody knows how their friends are doing. So 
you know, the, we need guidance on this. And, and oftentimes our parents don't even share. I, one of the questions I always ask is, are you expecting an inheritance? Well, yeah, I don't know. Well, how much will you inherit? I have no idea. I have no idea how much money my parents have. You know, your parents are 92 years old, probably a good time to kind of know how much money they've got and what portion of it's coming your direction or or how much they're (laughs) where it is. And are they going to run out? Are you going to have to start paying the bills? I mean, so we just need to talk more freely about this stuff. That's my conviction. And I'm just going to go parenthetical here and say it's not just my conviction about money, but it's also my conviction about sex. Think about that. All right, we we, <laughs> we don't take... want to know about your sex life, though. No, I didn't offer that to you. Well, you but were think about, about this sharing. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, I'm going to share something with you. And here it is. Think about this. We take young people and we grow them up into teenagers, and their hormones kick in, and mostly we've given them no direction or guidance on how to channel that powerful force, and on what to do with that powerful force, and on what is appropriate, and what's not appropriate and when it's appropriate and how it's appropriate we don't talk about these things this is true i'm pretty free to talk about money and i am pretty free to talk about sex um because you know when we're with our friends we discuss those things and one of the most gratifying things in my life is an interesting problem about gratifying in relation to sex though <laughs> one of the most gratifying things in my life was was actually having um uh, having a young fella a young husband and wife sit at my kitchen table in tears and we're, my wife and I are breaking it down for him in really pretty practical ways. And he comes back to me a few weeks later and he said, I can't tell you what that meant to us because nobody had ever given them coaching on how to live out that portion of their oh, married life. Dear God. Really. So nobody knows, you know, you're left to pick it up from porn and that's a bad place to get your information. So I'm off on a rant. We're talking about money and life insurance, but I just want you to know, Wealthcare Corporation, we eat our own cooking. I don't recommend things that we're not doing. And we talk freely about money and we'll talk freely about whatever else you may need to talk about. So here's what I've got. I have got a permanent life insurance policy personally. I put $4,000 a month into my policy. And I do that for a period of 17 years. Now, $4,000 a month may have backed you up. Oh my goodness, that sounds like a lot of money. And I know it's a lot of money to some people. Somebody else may be saying, is that all you put in? Man, you don't have much money. Well, you know, that was the number for me. The point is the number is customized for you, whatever fits your situation. By the way, I will tell you that I wish I had put in more than that. But at the time that I set this up, that felt like a stretch. And so that's what I did. I put in $4,000 a month. I'm going to do that for a period of 17 years. I'm about halfway there. And when I retire... At age 70, and that's when I plan to retire, that policy is going to pay me an income from age 70 to age 100 of $95,037 per year. Now, that sounds like life. Not bad. And oh, by the way, that'll be tax-free. $95,000 a year tax-free. Yes. That'll be all right. And by the way, when I die at age 100, He'll still have about $119,000 worth of death benefit remaining tax-free in it as well. So my my kids, they get $119,000, and they didn't have to support me all those years because I had $95,000 tax-free. But here's another piece that's really important. If I happen to need to go into long-term care, this policy will provide up to $31,000 a month. $31,000 a, a month, month to pay for long-term care costs. 
That sounds like life to me. See, they took the death benefit and they said, let's give it to Barry in advance to pay for these expenses associated with end of life kind of illness. So that's how my policy is structured. Here's the summary on it. So let me do some math really quickly here. So if we take $95,037 and we get that every year for 30 years, that's going to be a total of $2.8 million, $2.8 million plus my death benefit of $119,301, total of $2.94 million that I will receive in benefit of my life insurance policy. And that'll be profit of $2.2 million over what I put into it. So that is how my policy works. Now, nobody else has that same policy. And you can't have that same policy, but you could have a policy that works like that if it's appropriate for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's appropriate for you or not. We ought to talk about it. But here's another benefit. What if I die early? What if I die right now? Guess what? There's a death benefit that would kick in for Kelly, my wife. So my policy essentially becomes self-completing to provide a retirement plan for my life. Plus, plus, when it comes to long-term care, if I need it, it's there. But if I don't wind up needing it, don't use it, guess what? I don't lose it because I can either take the money out and spend it or it can go in death benefit to my family. So when I put this in place, I did a little comparison to investing the exact same amounts of money and receiving the exact same earnings and then having to pay a 20% tax on them. And what I found is that I would have been out of money at age 93 instead of having money all the way to 100. I would have had zero left in death benefit after age 93 instead of having 119,000 left at age 100. So you tell me, which is better for me, life insurance or death insurance? Which is better for me, life insurance or investments? Now, the answer to the question is both. You need both. You need both. But I want you to see and understand that there is a critical place for the right kind of life insurance, depending on what you need. And the right kind of insurance may be temporary insurance. We call it death insurance, or it may be permanent insurance. We call it life insurance. It may be term insurance or permanent insurance. There's a right place for life insurance. And, and, and there's just one other thing I want to mention to you about it, Patrice. Life insurance helps you increase the legacy that you leave for your children. I want you to imagine for a moment, you're 70 years old and you, you figure out that there's about a half million dollars in your investments that you're not really going to spend. You're going to use that money. Uh, just leave it to your kids when it's all said and done. Well, did you know you could take that money? You could put it into a life insurance policy. All the growth that happens on it will happen tax-free. Uh -huh. Immediately, immediately, that $500,000 is leveraged to be worth $1 million if you die. So if you fall over dead next week, your kids don't get 500000 they get a million. And if you happen to need any of that million to pay for long-term care through the years, you can use it for that. But if you don't wind up using it for that, then we left more money to our kids through the life insurance than we would have left to them in the form of just leaving them the cash. So there's just a lot of things to like about life insurance. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I'm pretty high on it. I'm high on life. Hey, I should capitalize on that phrase. I'm high on life. All right, but um, it because, sounds great. It really does. Why then are there so many financial gurus who say, I don't think you need life insurance. I don't think it's the way to go. 
Because Dave Ramsey doesn't know everything. And what he does know, he learned in the late 1990s. And he hasn't learned anything since. There you go. Why don't you clip that out and send that to him? Tell him Barry said. Okay. <laughs> so here's the deal. Patrice, it's because they don't understand the difference between death insurance and life insurance. And they don't understand how life insurance works. Most of the benefits that I just talked to you about, those accelerated benefits, those didn't exist 20 years ago. Those are new innovations in life insurance. And so what life insurance does today is totally different than what it used to do. And that's the reason that I'm so excited to present it as an option for our clients. Do all of our clients have this? No, they don't. Because some of them said, nah, I don't think it's for me. Others of them, honestly, they didn't have enough money to make it work. But among our clients who want it, they pretty well all have it if they had enough money to make it work. And I would say about 80% of our client base has a life insurance policy of some type. All right. Someone wants help from wealth care. They want to figure out whether life insurance is right for them. And if so, what type, what amount, where do they start? Well, you pick up the phone. Hello, pick up the as phone. You, the can tell I've got not on <laughs> you can tell I've got mine here. Two voicemails from the doctor. Maybe I am dying. Who knows? <laughs> oh, you pick up the phone and whoever answers the phone when you call us will set an appointment. And that appointment will be for us, one of our team members or me. It just depends on who they assign it to, uh, to talk to you for about 15 minutes. And we'll figure out together whether there's any reason to talk further. So you just do that by dialing 417 882 1726 4178821726 or you can even text the word life l i f e to that number and when you do we'll call you the number is 4178821726 reach out to us today and i will tell you i'm co-host patrice sakora when a member of my family did need retirement help i sent them to barry and to the team at WealthCare. So if you do need help, I encourage you to call today. Barry, I think your voice is holding up okay, but let's call that a wrap for this show, all right? If anybody, I'm good with that. If anybody needs help for all things financial, like planning a retirement income or how to turn your IRA into an income stream or reducing your taxes in retirement or you want to talk about life insurance, reach out to Barry's team at WealthCare by dialing Four one seven eight eight two one seven two six, or visiting them on the web at www.savingyoutaxes.com. And we'll talk to you soon on another edition of The Truth About Taxes and Retirement. Thank you for listening to The Truth About Taxes and Retirement podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of SavingYouTaxes.com. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional tax and investment advice. Always seek the advice of your own qualified advisor with any questions you may have regarding taxes and investing.